What's good, Internet, and welcome to session 157 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your host and radical dreamer of the podcast, Eric Getty Gettinger. All right, now, you guys know Chrono Cross? There's 45 characters to choose from for my co-hosts. Which ones am I going to choose? I don't even know. Let's do... All right, let's welcome to the table this week General Viper of the podcast, Alex Arona. You aren't planning to reuse this next week, are you? 45 characters, Alex. I have two weeks until it comes... Actually, I have really one week until it comes out. I got content for days. I I couldn't finish that game. (laughs) Content for days, Alex. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, again, I don't get all of those characters. I, you know, you want to go into Suikoden characters? I can do that. 45, and you know what the best part is? You have to play it multiple times to get all of the characters. You want to do Star Ocean characters? There aren't as many Star Ocean, and also we have to bring in Zappa of the podcast, Joel DeWitt. You are overhyped on that game. It's it's like a seven at best. <laughs> you cut that. You get that out of your mouth. You cut it out. Forty five characters. Y- you know what? Whenever I play this game, you know who I rename Zappa to? What? Frank. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Controversially, I think GameStop gave uh, GameSpot gave it like a uh, ten. Really? I believe that's one of their tens that they have, they still argue about. Don't know that I'd give it a ten. But I'm really hyped on it. It's already downloaded on my Switch, but I can't play it for another week. So, gonna have to live with that. It's okay. Yeah, numbers are meaningless. So they, they gave truly it a ten. are. They gave it a 10 out of 10. Like 157? What, that doesn't mean anything to me. It just means that we've done this for way too long. Like three years or something? Ugh. Ugh. And you guys so- keep it up and I'm downgrading your characters for next week. You're going to end up be, as the, be the like kids when they actually, like, you go back in time and you have to befriend the kids. Why can't yeah. I be, like, what's his name? The the villain from Chrono Trigger who's in it for, like, two seconds. I want to be the cat. <laughs> really? Cat? Yeah, I'll be the cat. All right. Well, I'm not, I'm not doing that and I'm not taking your suggestion here. So, anyway, this week uh, we're going to go to jail and early adopters file our taxes with the news, and then talk some smack in the backlog blog. Lots of smack. I like how you integrated your real world having to do taxes at 1am. No, that's I wrote this beforehand. Oh, This has been in the books for a long time. <laughs> he just knew it was coming. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> okay. it's, I guess, uh, what is it? Write it down and visualize it and it comes true? Yeah. You put it on your vision board. Yeah, no, I <laughs> <laughs> my Trello board for dogs. <laughs> stop Stop manifesting hot garbage, Getty. <laughs> you do manifest hot garbage, Getty. I can't help it. I'm a trash person, and I'm going to take us over to Early Adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and games about doors. Surprisingly deep and <laughs> detailed games about doors. That's oh, right. Yeah. This week, we played Doors Paradox. Sure did. And uh, I I don't know about you guys, but I got some definite mixed vibes from this game. Mixed vibes? Yeah. So Doors Paradox is a puzzle game. You uh, 
point and click around uh, each one of the doors to find different elements in order to unlock the door and progress on through uh, what there are story elements but there's also like when you go through the door the music does like one of those suspenseful maybe horror movie like uh little swell chimes okay yeah like it i don't know if a trill is a word is that is that something i can yeah. say yeah trill yeah trill it's a, it's, it's a rap word i feel like it's that, not that is, a rap word i feel that, like that's, that's more than know a, it. that's a musical term in general <laughs> oh is it yeah well yeah. rap i think it's I th- rap i think it means something different <laughs> no no i know i don't want you to use the internet but what does it mean in rap terms yeah <laughs> oh, uh, the you know, being a trillionaire. Uh, oh, yeah, it's definitely different. <laughs> you're so trill. You're so trill. Yeah. I'm quite trill. Uh, I drink my coffee. Yeah. Oh, we're all drinking coffee because, not because it's too late at night, but we're doing the reverse of what we normally would. This is an early morning podcast. We're trying we're to... pull a gaming fix. Yeah, we're trying to rival gaming fix this week, but our episodes uh, don't come out as quick, so... You won't know. Or maybe you will. Yeah, we're going to rename this podcast to GG Morning America. Oh. I'm into that. I don't know. I feel like there might be some problems with that. Ah, Back to Doors Paradox. (laughs) All right. So, uh, impressions, feelings, uh, overall likes, dislikes? Who wants to jump in here? Yeah, it was really good. Uh, So, Doors Paradox is a puzzle game. The whole idea is that it's an island with a door in the middle, and then the levels each have sort of a different environment wrapped around it. And so that environment is where the puzzles take place in order to open the door. So, for example, one of the levels in this game during the demo was uh, Pirate Treasure. And so there's like a big old Ireland backdrop for this little swatch of land. Around it are things like piles of gold with a chest in it, and like a parrot <laughs> and uh it's it's thematic really you're right it, it, they're different themes but the whole idea is that the they sort of condense this environmental puzzle thing into this tiny space and so it's that similar kind of like you have to find the key to open the chest the chest then opens a deer uh to unravel like a cuckoo clock that then spits out a candle that you light the dynamite to blow up that stares off the parakeet which has a document (laughs) you need to have it's it's all those sort of like silly chain of event kind of things that lead you to the final puzzle that allows you to open the door which is like rainbow road with a black cat that you chase after (laughs) yeah yep sort of interdimensional portal to the next level uh, I I really like number one. They do a great job with each level having a theme. So like everything is consistent in that style. There's the, a, the horror witchcraft one. And that was my horror, favorite. Right. Yeah. yeah that was stage. that was a good one too. Uh, there there were really none of the levels I disliked. Uh, but there are very strong ones like that one. And uh, yeah, I was I was pretty satisfied with what I played this week, guys. It's uh. This is on my wish list ad of the week. So, um, have you be... guys ever played the room? No, no. but I feel like you're going to tell us about it. Uh, well, it's a, it's all I was going to say is that um, this is kind of a, this is a genre of uh, of games. 
that have these like a little mini escape room vibes that you have to figure out how to unlock the door. Um, this one came out, or um, the room came out uh, early days of iOS when um, you know when games just started becoming like a little bit more prevalent, and you you needed like the iPhone like three or something a little bit more advanced than the basic one just to be able to play mm-hmm. it. But it ends up being the same thing. Uh, but it was like a Lovecraftian world. So that was their theme was to try to like, oh, you're going mad. Now you have to figure out how to get through these doors using these puzzles. It's a it's a fun little phone game and there's four of them. I think they cost like still cost like two bucks each, but um, you could probably get through each one in like 40 minutes and uh, it's just a nice little handheld, obviously a handheld experience. And I think with this, uh, I haven't seen another game like uh, like the room in a while. So seeing something that invokes that that uh that fun little I'm going to like open this this chest and I'm going to pull out this this crank and then I'm going to find where the crank goes to open this other door this other little secret door that'll give me a piece for another pu- it's just it's just fun. It's uh it feels bite-sized and also a little bit of addicting because you just want to see what the next part is. You want to see what the next weird contraption you're going to unlock is. And, uh, yeah, I haven't seen one of these games in a while, so I'm actually excited for it. I think from a story standpoint, I like the sort of breadcrumb story bits. Because, for example, that island level with the pirate stuff, when you knocked the parakeet off as perch, the scroll is like a little tiny snippet of dialogue. And, And basically each level has one of those that kind of gives little bits of story uh each level also has sort of an interesting like progression so uh there's like a chernobyl type nuclear waste uh, yep episode. oh yeah i forgot about that one and, and you look at the ground one place where you need to pull apart uh different sections of newspaper and all the newspaper sections have things about like nuclear calamity you know waiting on the west to respond because they're reluctant to intervene and stuff and they're clearly sort of using these environments plus those little snippets of uh, messages to tell a story very, very little by little. And so that little kind of bit-by-bit storytelling that keeps you wanting to come back for more to figure out what the total story is, is the yeah. right, it's the right kind of lead-in for me. Like I, I'm, I'm very intrigued by what they're doing. Oh. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And like... Uh, like Alex said, the little levels, they make you feel like you accomplished quite a bit, even if you only play one or two here. Uh, this demo, I was really surprised that it had five or six of these stages, and I kept going because I wanted to see what else it was going to do, where else it was going to take me. And it there was nothing that was a red flag. Everything was fun. Uh, there's just some things that... Like I said, that little trill when you go through the door as you're crossing the rainbow bridge or whatever it is with the cat uh, seems a little out of place. So maybe it'll have more to do with the overall story uh, as you progress through. But there was also the, the gem collection. So in the stages, you could collect gems, not overly apparent what you could use them for. And I'm not sure what what the possible applications could be it is still something fun uh when it comes to collectibles 
you know, that I get that itch and I'm like, yeah, I got to find everything. Yeah, I got to get me them collectibles. You got to so get that 100%. Got to get them. I'd be interested to see what that eventually comes to if uh, you need it to eventually unlock the next set of doors or I, a lot of doors in this, but <laughs> I liked it. It was a lot of fun. And they, and they have like a hint system and everything is pretty, uh, Yeah. yes, and everything is pretty well rendered. So uh, it looks good. It just in general looks good. And uh, you don't need a whole lot of power uh, or a lot of like graphic fidelity to, to make a game like this. But I think that, uh, it's got a good animation style, just in general. It does. Oh, yeah. it's, it's smooth. It's not overly detailed, but you you know what everything is. You know what you're doing. You're you know where how everything kind of works and fits together. So I think it I think it works well. For sure. Yep. I, again, my favorite part was that horror stage mm-hmm. where you go around because you can move around the entire island, and then I came back to the same part and the previous stuffed animal that had been locked in a cage was sitting on a chair and i was like oh oh yeah it messed with your i think it actually gave you like a hint that it's like what you see one time won't be exactly what you see another time Mm -hmm. so that that triggered because if you so use a mouse to sort of turn the dial or turn the piece of land uh if you turned one way it went to one stuffed animal and then if you turn the other way say counterclockwise that's what triggered it to go to the other animal that uh yeah i it took me a while to figure that out <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that hint system very easy to use uh if you're like not sure about something then it points you in the right direction i know there's one point where i was like i just want to see what it does and it it was very helpful so. You you can technically skip puzzles too, although I I don't know that I'd want to go to that kill switch. No, no that's no. right. Yeah, you can completely skip it. It's again, each one of the doors didn't take very long to complete or to open, so this is definitely worth a look if you're looking for something to do in your your spare time, something easy, uh, but also very in depth. Give it a give it a shot. Doors paradox. Uh, it's a good one of the, it's a good one of those. Yeah, yeah, definitely keep an eye on it. I, now that Joel has it on the wish list, I'll probably wait for him to raise the flag and say that it's out and stealth buy it. Uh, but I don't. This this next one's a game that I'm not sure that I want to buy, but Alex is going to tell us about it anyway. Um, uh, I th- I think I, I I understand your hesitation. Um. The next game we played is next game uh, you played. Oh, okay, okay, that's where you want to go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to go to Weird West because this is something that uh, Phil had actually been playing, and now there will be a review on Monday. Okay, so we have a review incoming. Uh, probably, it's, it's all it's it's all done, but we have a, we generally have a release schedule of Monday Wednesdays. Yeah, so, no, so no doubt on that. that. I'm just. I know that Phil had played it, and now you're playing it. So, what can you tell me about Weird West? Um, I'm actually part of the uh, Devolver Digital Beta Test Program, uh, where I'm just oh, aren't you fancy? For... Yeah. Um, the trick is, is that their NDAs are harsh. Their NDAs are real strict. Uh, so, uh, I'm. I played this a while ago. It is a. 
not tactical RPG. It's it, it, it but it, it you know it does try to keep the vein of like Fallout, uh, where uh, it's top down, uh, isometric, but it it plays a little bit like a twin stick shooter. So uh, you can aim and, and you know shoot your your gun. You're in the wild west, and the way it, it's very interesting. The way the game plays is that there are scenarios. You have to you your first scenario is you are a woman whose husband has passed away, and and who is a who is a former assassin who buried her irons, aka uh, John Wick. Yeah, I was gonna say that very wicky feeling, and uh, some people break onto your ranch and uh, kill your child. Wait, and so you you did you will... ever play? I, was it Red Dead Revolver? Oh, a lifetime ago. I feel like ago. this also has like the same story beat. Maybe I'm I'm making it up. You know, but... you know actually, you know what? That that's actually a really good reference because once you beat the woman's story, then it starts a new story with a new character okay. like Red Dead Revolver used to do where you there would be like a Native American or you would be another cowboy or something else. And so it goes through these different scenarios. But what I found interesting is that these scenarios like intersect. So uh, the second scenario, you are like a half man, half pig. <laughs> and you wait, can wait, go wait, wait, and... Wait, wait, wait. Take, yep. a, take a step back there. In In the first story, are there any indications that this is a possible thing? Or does it? Uh, yes, like, yes, okay. and no. They, the way, the the reason you are kind of selected to to experience a story is that you're giving like your your the character is given like a mystical brand on them, and it's a it's like a demon spirit that is attached to their soul and gives them kind of a purpose to kind of go on an adventure. This is like a <laughs> a really. In yeah. depth, like wild and out there. Okay, I guess I guess I see where Weird West is coming from. Yeah, and in, in the in this version of the Wild West, everybody's just afraid that demons are going to come and eat you. There are like feel like, like that was the same ca- thing back then. So, well, no, but this actually happens. Well, uh, I would argue that humans are yeah. the real demons, sir. So, yeah, All right, humanity's a real problem. <laughs> and so there are uh, demons everywhere. There are. Uh, kind of zombie characters. There are like just cannibals everywhere. So the whole, so the whole game, you're just it's a hor- it's a horrifying world. And um, at one point, as the in the second scenario, you are the man, half man, half pig, and you run into the lady that you were before, and you say she's like, oh, I had that brand. Yeah, it was weird. There was like a whole thing, and that it just you can you can interact with the other people in the stories, but um, the game kind of plays more like the uh the games of like uh you know i'm trying to think of the like heroes of might and magic those kind of rpgs where Mm. oh wow you can stealth you can you can the game kind of puts it up front you can murder any npc you want you can just shoot everybody so it's also old school fallout yeah yeah some to some degree new school too there's like a you know just stealth or i'm gonna go and uh like I'm gonna stealth and kill the the enemies, or uh, you know you can just accidentally knock over a lantern and kill an NPC. Uh, I had heard uh, stories that this, someone had murdered an entire town to get to the NPC for a quest, but then accidentally knocked over a lantern and set the whole person on fire. Oh. So that, like they had, they had to quick save and re and reload. Oh. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, you could you could you you could knock over barrels and, and exploding barrels and stuff like that. It's really like play how you want, and it, and it's hard to go guns blazing because there is like ammo is very finite, so it's like a little bit tricky to you have to like pay attention to what you're doing. It, it it's a fun game. It just uh it's just it's very difficult, and it expects you to play how you play how you want and try different things and then reload and play again and. Some of the people who worked on this, I believe, worked on Prey. Mm. So there, so there's that that pedigree of wanting you to uh, experiment with different things and also just replay it and then and even with the, like, oh, I'm gonna play this scenario and I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna play it differently. I'm gonna play the game. This this character is gonna be a stealth guy, and that's what you they want you to do. They want you to engage in the systems and try something new and try to figure that out. So, um, it's just very in depth. And that's where I think it's like the fun is, is being able to experiment with that. Awesome. Yeah. You know, I like me a good prey or I actually have toyed with the thought of, I don't want to do this, but jumping back into fallout. I know that that's a, a door that I don't want to open right now. I think that's a fun project, though. I did a I did a, a stint of about a year, where I would just pick a series and I'm gonna I'm gonna play through all of them, you know. And I I did that for Far Cry up till where because at that time only up to four was out. I did that with uh, Bioshock. I did that with Mass Effect. I did that with a bunch of different stuff. I just kept going. Yeah, but with Prey, like even the conversations Practice. that we had uh, when you were doing your playthrough, I was like, oh, did you do this? And you're like, no, that was a thing that I could do, like. Oh yeah, you could also do like what? I'd, yep. I'd love games that have that level of uh, diversity where you you could play it, and it, your experience is a hundred percent different from may somebody I re- else's. May I suggest you Weird West? <laughs> I I guess so. I think I have a coupon for it if you want. A coupon? A coupon? Maybe. Uh, I think we'll we'll talk a little bit more about it. Uh, off air then I feel like we're leaving Joel out so in order to bring him back back to the dawn <laughs> uh, I make myself yeah. laugh yeah. last game that we played for early adopters this week is back to the dawn and this is uh, a simulation of being in prison and it is it is that like what do they? What do they? They call these um, they uh, realistic Sims or um, it's something like like what was what is the series of like Fallout and and like uh, Prey? They call them some uh, immersive Sims. There you go. This is an immersive sim. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I would say this is definitely immersive. <laughs> definitely immersive. So I will paint you a quick word picture, and then I'm gonna pass it over to Joel to torment him with this game just a little bit more. Uh, back to the dawn, you take on the role of a reporter who's he's going to break this big story about how the mayor is corrupt. Yeah. And uh, he is at a cafe and he's sitting down with this guy and he's like, all right, uh, I'm going to break this story. And he's like, eh, you probably shouldn't do that. You should probably take this suitcase full of money. And whether you take the suitcase full of money or not, uh, the cops roll up on you as you're exiting the diner, and you are incarcerated. And it is now your job to break out of prison. Well, 
maybe break out of prison. I feel like there's probably other ways around it without breaking out of prison, but get out in time to leak this story so that uh, the world knows the wrongdoings of the mayor. And you take on this role uh, as a fox man who is in prison. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And it, it really does, like, you know, you have to use the bathroom because yep. there's a bath, like a bathroom meter. You have to get food or else your health starts going down. And uh, Joel, what else do you think about this one? Yeah, yeah so that that's sort of part of it. The, the other parts of it are there's there's a uh, calendar, not calendar, clock. There's mm-hmm. a clock that they have you follow day by day, and they'll have different schedules for stuff like lunch and uh, rec time outdoors and, and other stuff like that. And you're managing both those kind of health meters, like Alex said, but also trying to manage and time out things like that. So it, it forces you to try to use your time efficiently as possible so that you can try to sort of uh, do as much as you can in the limited time you're given. Um, this game is very oppressive. <laughs> Which you're I in feel oppressive? So. Yeah, right? I say it, it thematically that's correct. <laughs> that's how it should feel. Because part of what you're doing is, number one, trying to make friends and form alliances with people in the prison. There's a set of different gangs involved that uh, you can try to align yourself to a gang, and you do that by taking on jobs for them. Uh, I don't know if it got you that far to where you could join the gang in the demo. I didn't quite get far enough to do something like that. I don't think it did, but yeah, I was able to do a couple of the side quests, uh, and then there's additional like quests that you can take on once you get to the yard your right time yard right so while you're in prison you can talk to the the dane lords and they'll give you a quest and usually it's a quest that is about either like screwing over another dane's member or there was one where it's like you could turn yourself into the <laughs> to, to the guard for something the boss did or somebody higher up in the dang did. See, I did that one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you did. So, yeah, turn yourself in for an attack that occurred to one of the other gang members. And the fun thing about that is after I did it, he's like, well, good news. Uh, there is no solitary confinement in the demo, so you're free to go. <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's real good i mean that's too bad too because i was curious to see what that looked like i didn't quite get that far it was a little bit right after i was ready to peter out on this but like each section that you go into when it's the timed time to go there it separates you into different segments of the the prison so like lunchtime they send you to lunch and then you can go to the cafeteria guy and they give you options but like the free ones bread and then you can pay money <laughs> in order to get better food that'll give you like stat boosts or uh other status effects things like that yeah and but i blew all my money on my phone call <laughs> yeah me too yeah it's a waste of time uh yeah and money is the main driver just like outside of prison the difference is that it's much harder to gain money here quests are the main way to get money uh because they sort of give you a quick shot of like 40 50 dollars um you can also take on work to the cafeteria 
which I didn't figure out how to unlock. At first, I think you talk to the quest giver, you need some sort of like authorization to do so, and then after that, they're like, oh, you need a physical, and I never found the <laughs> infirmary. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you had to just talk to him again and then say, I'd like to get my physical now. Oh. And then um, in the physical area, you can kind of sneak around and and look around and there's like a check to like log into her computer and you could use that for like information or possibly steal more drugs or steal like some stuff that you could possibly use in future like crime maybe Mm -hmm. um but once i got the physical i was trying to work in the the laundry room Mm -hmm. but i couldn't there was nothing there for me to like like he kept saying, like I gotta find the instructions on the wall. Yep. But there was no instructions on the wall. Did you find them? I I did not. I hit that same wall, Alex. It, yeah. w- it was telling me like, hey, you should explore a little bit more. Find the instructions on how to do it. And there's people that you can interact with in there, and there's also uh, a room with different chemicals. And you know, you can figure out like, okay, I, at some point if I play this game, I'm gonna need to come back here and grab all of the chemicals so that I can create some type of caustic material that'll help to melt or oxidize some iron uh, so there's all this little stuff that you're gonna have to piece together in order to figure out which way you want to escape but it was not a hundred percent complete in that regards i i could be totally wrong but i spent as much time as i had which was like an hour in game to try and locate those instructions couldn't find it anywhere so i went back to the main holding area it, it's also worth noting there are dice rolls ah, for this game. yes yeah so Skill for checks. yeah for example uh when you go out to the yard there's a big bastard crocodile mm-hmm. standing in your way and he's like hey you should give me some of your money so i could buy some candy and you can either say like okay here's here's 40 bucks or whatever or you know let's fight about it <laughs> and it, it gives you two different options it's like distract him or just uh you know pull up your fists and, and try to make it a fight uh i lost both and then yeah. he took all my money <laughs> oh really i so, like, didn't have any money to begin with so yeah he they're, left they're, me with a dollar afterwards because mm, <laughs> it's like he wants half your money and if you agree to that then he just takes his money and, and goes on with your day if you disagree and fight and you get your ass whooped then he's just going to leave you in the dirt and take all your money. Mm. So that that is a neat little twist to it. I, it. It seems like it's based on certain attributes or stats that you either level up or, or do something to boost prior to those things. Uh, can I just say, this game looks really good. Uh, so, I mean, it, it is sort of that top-down-ish, I won't say pixel, but very uh, expressive animation uh if you're going through the actual uh prison area the cells everything's sort of uh dark but there's little swatches of light that add to shadows and and cool stuff like that the characters there looked very very uh detailed and And there's so many characters too yes yes and and that goes back into to the relationship building stuff because you can talk to basically anyone within the prison and depending on what their position in life is there you can befriend some of them and they'll give you like a little dialogue and then a bit of a profile like what they're doing in the prison what their kind of attributes are 
there's a raccoon that is a card shark. <laughs> so, like, there, there's different things like that, and then they will play into the different quests, too. So, like, one of the quests is there's this kind of meat guy, and the quest for somebody else is, like, they owe you money. You go up to them and get the money or pressure them to give money. Uh, so it's nice how it plays a little bit into that, and it helps with a lot of the characterization of things. The characters really are the focal point in this all, and I find that interesting. Yeah, definitely that immersive part is 100% true. You, There's going to be multiple paths that you can take, multiple gangs that you can join, so in the level of detail, it's, it's there. I don't know if i'm ready in my life to go to jail though yeah that that's I, that's more of a pre-retirement range <laughs> I so, always you, like so you these can get games. to the white tower prison i always like these games but i always i also find that like this needs to be the only game you're playing and that's where it's like tricky for me where i'm like okay I, this is a game that i could get really good at but i just have to dedicate like this has got to be my only focus because it feels like as soon as you step away you're going to forget what you were doing yeah yep so that, that's where i was that's where i say like oh they, these are a little bit hard for me to like the, like the i hit a little bit of a downfall when i'm like oh man i just this has got to be it this is the game i'm playing now yeah for me it's one of those like you have to be in the right mood kind of things um because it is sort of a grind of a game, and you do have to take the time out to be interested in doing the day-to-day tasks and following this regimented schedule. Uh, it's not fair to Back to the Dawn, but I was not in the mood for this. <laughs> so in spite of the neat systems at play and how great it looks, it's not something that I'm necessarily ready for. I think someday we might be ready for it, but for right now, uh, still play the beta you will eventually be able to play the full game. It's maybe by then we'll come back to it, but it's again very immersive. And uh, with 21 days in prison, I feel like it's gonna be a a journey. Well, De- yeah, guys, it looks like we're up for parole. Should should we? Take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. All right. Hey news, I can probably afford one of them Steam decks with my tax return. Yep, finally did my taxes. You were you were uh, waiting for to do it for a while. Yeah, I blame my dog. You blame your dog for everything. Yeah, he doesn't not, count. Not doesn't everything. count as a deductible, Daddy. I know. We had he a deep a conversation about that at one thirty in the morning last night. Uh does the dog count as a dependent? So, let's uh, take a look at this docket, see what we got as far as news is concerned for this week. Ooh, 
E3 canceled both in digital and physical. Well, there go all of my hopes and dreams of ever attending one, at least in this we lifetime. Had, this is just another re- the we've been we were so close to getting to E3 again this year and were we? Our hopes are dashed. No, no. We <laughs> I was going to say like <laughs> I I phone it in most of the time. I hope that you can tell that, but <laughs> E3 <laughs> We uh, had a panel, Getty. We, we had a panel. We did not have a panel, and I don't even know what it would have been about. <laughs> How not to get canceled? How to create a, a very middling podcast. Ah, uh, yes. How to podcast sometimes. Re- How to podcast real good. <laughs> GUD. Podcast fighters. Just a, a, a con- yeah, conglomerate of five or six different podcasts we know, and the people are all fighters. There we go. I can get behind that. Yeah. Are we just going to fight our friends? Because again, I'm into it. I, well, I'd rather do that than mount my friends. But <laughs> oh, There's two things that are guaranteed in life. You're going to do your taxes this year, and Alex is going to make us play Mount Your Friends at some point. So. <laughs> I love Mount Your Friends. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that game. I love that game. He spent it's all of that game. time putting your face onto a character. Yeah, you I have put to everyone's play. face in it. It it's a good game, but it's that whole like 2D fighter where your friend has played way too much, and there's just no way you're gonna <laughs> win other than freak luck. Um, I uh, I bet E3 comes back at some point, probably. Yeah, but yeah. see, I'm 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 of the mind that I feel like they're gonna go bankrupt real soon. Uh, even if they do go bankrupt, I feel that with the way that things go, somebody will eventually pick up the rights or they'll figure out a way to revitalize it it may not be e3 anymore but it will be at some type of video game showcase uh jeff Keeley's e3 yeah that's that's yeah. the joke isn't it yeah well, it's, yep. it's very toys r us right so toys r us shuttered and now i think the the name and rights are owned by another corporation who is now slowly introducing new stores and things so yep uh, yeah, I, in one form or another, there will be some sort of E3-style convention that includes, like, business dealings and probably some exclusive, like, previews and stuff. And you I, know me, I, I love business stuff, so... You do love business stuff. We're all business here. Nope. I'm not any type of business, especially not serious business. But speaking of serious business, PlayStation Plus updates... This came out yeah. this last week. Got lots of new information about uh, the changes to the PlayStation Plus subscription service, including tons of tiers, even more titles. Uh, yeah, it's it's a lot to take in right now, and not all the Hold information on. is available. So, so um. You get, the, at the lowest tier, you get uh, PlayStation Plus Essentials, which is essentially the same as PlayStation Plus is now, at $10. Uh, PlayStation Plus Extra um, gives you, uh, is PlayStation Now, which is all PS4 and PS5 games, which currently exists. Um, but then PlayStation Plus Premium gives you PS3, PS2, PS1, and PSP games. Uh, and that one ends up being uh, 18 a month. So it goes 10, 15, 
18 and but uh the thing there is, is no current number of or yeah. list of games and they there's still sounds like they're still working on a way to figure out what is going to be available for when it all happens and uh, i don't know some of the previous business dealings that they've had um may further impact what games become available with this launch it's gonna be interesting to keep an eye on it i it's no game pass because especially considering that they have said that they're not going to be doing day one games. yeah exactly but if they can pull some of the older games that previously weren't available or if they can provide a big enough offering it might be worth a a looky-loo now give me vita games or get the hell out I'm fine with the current level. I just need to be able to play online, and I like a couple of free games here and there. Honestly, I don't make it around to as many of the free games that they toss my way. I have the same problem with Game Pass. Like, if there's something that I want to play, I'll go on here and I'll play it. But most of the day one releases, I'm not dying to jump on here and play. I, I don't know. That's just that's just me. I, I think... If I didn't get a subscription for Game Pass uh, out to like 2024 because of all the stupid cheap deals that they were floating around, it would be very much a, okay, I'm going to choose which platform I'm going to play the most of right now. I'll subscribe to the service on there while I want to play, and then I'll move on to the next one (laughs) when when I've run out all the, the water out of it. Um it's uh i wonder how many people really have a big fondness for the classic playstation games i mean i mean i do in some sense and i wouldn't hate going back and trying some games i didn't get a chance to play but uh i don't know they don't quite have the same pedigree as i say it nintendo and xbox xbox is doing the price leader thing because i think they know that their primary marquee games don't have the same heft as playstation games anymore yeah yeah and then and then, um that that's kind of what they had mentioned is that they had said that they don't want to devalue their big marquee games so they want to keep those still being at the premium price i i completely get that i just um you know it's just it's a value thing i still don't think that they have the this product has the same value out of what I would want. I do play uh, Game Pass. I generally use for um, day one stuff, and I have PlayStation Now. Uh, I believe it comes with uh, the PlayStation Five, and I've I've never used it, so I, I I see less of a value in it because of uh, again how infrequent I've used something like that. So I think when when it comes to this, I I'm more about those day ones. Than I am, I feel like about about like having this like giant collection. Though I again, I, I'm I am somebody that w- that is excited to see what they kind of bring from PS One and yeah. PS Two because that that's uh, that that is an inherent value to me. Or even There's PlayStation, so, yeah, so many games. Yeah, even PlayStation Three, like the that system has a notorious history of being hard to emulate uh, outside of like people just working it on it independently and man i guess they never figure out how to <laughs> emulate ps3 games because those games yeah. are only cloud streaming 
and yep. that kind of kills that as an option for me. Uh, yeah, it's it goes down to their business models, right? PlayStation, they lean on big sales for those big games to keep going, and Xbox is doing the loss leader strategy of getting people hooked in and then slowly, you know, heating the temperature and boiling the fraud. Um, so we'll we'll see. I I am cur- I am curious. The That's a visual right there. So I I am curious though. Like I would love to see what games they're talking about and what they mean in, in terms of like. Because Nintendo does the whole we're gonna do onesie twosie stuff. They have their high profile things, but now they're releasing stuff like uh, Did Dud Two. <laughs> Hmm. You so, are a world. You are a word salad today. Onesie twosies. What? I like that. What? I don't I'm know. Boiling the frog <laughs> and the onesie it's, twosies. It, it is early morning, and I am punchy <laughs> for a He's, lack of I sleep. Like it, you so. know what else makes like Joel it. extra punchy? Breath of the Wild sequel delayed to spring 2023. Someone owes me a PS5. That never was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's Never. trying. He's trying to negate his debt obligation. <laughs> this I don't ever recall this being like a staunch. Point. I definitely remember Joel being a very staunch. Like they are not delaying that game. I like. Yeah, don't. I, I feel like they are. I blame you sure COVID. He wasn't being facetious. Uh, they yeah. never once referenced COVID. They said the game wasn't that, done yet. That doesn't mean a fucking thing. <laughs> He's dropping bombs too. See, <laughs> I told you, Joel. I told you, Getty. He is an avid Breath of the Wild will not get delayed. Okay, guy. I, I think that oh. barring life situations right now, and how much people are shuffling between jobs, quitting, getting new jobs, I think barring that, they would have made it last year, uh, or this year. Excuse me, this year. You know, it goes with the whole what we're experiencing in life right now, I don't know about you, Daddy, but like there's been a big and mass leaving of my company. And so it's all the young people trying to pick up the slack and <laughs> figure out how to do things as they go again. I think it probably plays a lot into this in game dev life in general right now. Well, here's but, the thing. When was the last time you heard like a studio come forward and they're like, Oh yeah, no, we're actually like way ahead of schedule and we're going to release it now. You always hear about crunch time, yeah. delays for various reasons. Could be staffing issues, could be people leaving, could be uh, not having enough in general. So, is it a surprise? I'm not surprised. And yeah, I'm absolutely. Not if surprised. you want it to be a solid product like the original, then I think that it's gonna it's gonna take time, and you don't want to rush it. And there's too many games to play as it is, so anybody champing at the bit to play that will probably be okay. Finding Just go something back else and play to... the original again. I mean, what? that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. I'm sure. Still chomping at the bit. There's hundreds of hours that you missed out. I know that I finished it this last weekend, and I for sure left stuff on the table. But I got to the point where I was like, I can do this. And that last fight was bonkers, but I was able to do it. So that's good, man. It was it was real bonkers. Like we're gonna have to come back and talk about it another mm. day. But I should YouTube that ending. You should definitely play that game and finish it so we can talk about it. 
But <laughs> nah, it's fine. But you know what else we can talk about? The what? What's that? The Child of Light Hero Aura coming to Bloodstained as free DLC. Aurora. The um, there was a game called there was an uh, a, an yeah, indie it's Aurora. J- okay. Uh, it's JRPG style. Like it's not JRPG. It's not. I don't know if it's JRPG, but I. Um, it is definitely a turn-based RPG, um, in the style of a JRPG. I just don't know if it's actually from Japan, but. Um, what did you say? It, it is, <laughs> and it is in the style, but it might not be. Uh, from Japan directly, so it's hard to say whether it's a JRPG if it's not from Japan. Oh, but it's okay. It's a, it's a right. JRPG like Getty. Yeah, yeah, you take your. I was trying and not to it. say that. I was trying not to say it that way. <laughs> well, it's too but, late. Um, it, it and the it was very it was very like uh, cutesy. It had um, each any dialogue was rhyme, so it was supposed to be like a story, uh, like a story, t- like a, it's a storybook uh, about this character trying to reclaim her kingdom, and she would use, she had like a little light sprite that was a light light sprite um, that she could talk to. And it would help with her abilities in the turn-based combat. Uh, she's coming to Bloodstained. Um, bl- with Bloodstained already having um, the Blasphemous DLC where you could find that character. Yeah, Blasphemous is solid, too. I, I re- This just kind of goes along with my, uh, my thoughts on the indie space Oops. and, uh, like, coalescing into these, like, guest spots and guest characters you know there being um dead cells having hollow knight and guacamelee and a bunch of other characters in it um rivals of aether which we were going to talk about in a second also had hollow knight and ori uh from ori in the blind forest in it so i i love that idea that in the indie space we could all just like oh let's all just use uh, each other's characters and it'll be great and it's fun especially considering that those characters aren't in their genre of game you know, uh, Aurora being an an, uh, an RPG character, and now she's in this action Castlevania game. And I bet it helps the indie games get more exposure, especially as they get kind of dated, relatively speaking, right? So the, the hope is probably yeah. like, Aurora gets in here, and then we get to sort of get an advertising pump to this old game and see if people go back and play that. And, and pay for it too so it's probably mutually beneficial in that way right it, it gives you both of them be. another uh injection of attention so which is actually kind of wild because i'm like if you think about it i don't think you could play child of light uh in an easy fashion right now i mean you could play it like on your playstation and possibly xbox but i don't think it's even on the switch hmm. so um it's just yeah. It, I I played it on the Vita. He played it on the Vita. The the Vita. Yeah. That's where you go to it, beat games, Alex. Right. I have beaten games on the Vita. Yes. Let it go, Alex. It's dead. Okay. Okay. Got it. I was confused. You should be. But what's not confusing is that Glitch Hikers, the space between which we previewed on this podcast. Went 1.0. Hell yeah. Um, also, Hell uh, yeah. we played in this, the, the, what was it, the, the Escape Room game? Do you guys remember that game? We played a lot of Escape Room games. Is, are you talking about no, the one that we one. all got online and played together? 
Yeah, that we had on a previous episode. I can't remember what it was called though. Escape Room. Was it? Just, oh, no, Mad Experiments. That's Escape right. Room. They actually put out a. Uh, that it just went 1.0 recently. Uh, they put Mad Experiments two out. Oh, you got you got uh, fat chat in real time. <laughs> Child of Light Ultimate oh. Edition available on Nintendo nice. Switch. Nice. It's a good one. It again came out uh, a while ago. But also, it is. Years ago. Also, it isn't. Uh, it isn't super long, so that that's also okay. Like a so you're it. saying that I should not play it, or I should, or you know what? That's fine. You should play it. It's good. It's good. It, uh, the the rhyming scheme got annoying. So anyway, definitely need to jump back in and do some more escape rooms. Those were fun. Yeah. Yep, so they have a they have a Mad Experiments 2 hmm. with more escape rooms. So. Good stuff. All right, and then the real piece of news that Alex has been dying to talk about all week, Rivals of Aether 2 has been announced. This, uh, I told Joel, I said, I don't think this is real, but damn, I hope it is, because it came out uh, April, uh, April Fool's. And um, I like Rivals of Aether. It is a good... Uh, brawler, arena brawler, whatever that genre is that they are now calling that is Smash Brothers. Smurf Brothers. Yes. I I like the technicality of it. And uh, they it, this one has, uh, instead of pixel art, they're going what seems to be a little 3D-ish. Uh, so I don't know I, if they if, if it's real. I'm very excited. If it's not real, uh, this looks cool, and they should make that real. Uh, the other... Uh, they did have another April Fools, which was called Dungeons of Aether. That's like a dungeons crawler. Uh, I would also play that, considering that I played Lovers of Aether, their uh, dating sim with the characters from uh, Rivals of Aether. Wow. Uh, that I downloaded. It was an April Fools joke as well. But uh, I said, "Screw it, I'm gonna play that too," because I like those characters. Man, you'll play so. just about anything they put out, huh? <laughs> Remember, we played their phone game, and it was like. Um, Oh, it the was, card game? Yeah, that yeah, pissed me off. It, remind, <laughs> it was like a, it was a, a, a very difficult triple um, triad. Triple triad. Yeah. So I, I think this is too high marty a thing for them to make into April's Fools joke. I I'm taking it as legit. It it Joel, I'm playing Lovers Lovers of Aether right now as we speak. No, no, but I'm saying is that they did that. So yeah, it looks great. I uh. I hope we. Well, it says 2024, so we're gonna have to wait a bit. But uh, that game is a neat diversion from the kind of Smash Brothers format. It's a lot heavier, and you know you get knocked out. There's very little chance of you recovering. Uh, so I, I think there's a space for this, and I'm I'm interested to see once we get closer to it. Yep. Let's, let's circle back when it actually comes out. Until then, we have freebies. Freebies this week over at Indie Gala. We have Cursed Sight. Cursed Sight over at the Epic Game Store. Ooh, we got two here City of Brass, and we also have Total War Warhammer. And Warhammer's uh, all caps. Cur- Cursed Sight is a visual novel. Ah. Adult themes? Um, I don't know. No, I can't no spoilers. Tell. Okay. I just can't tell. Doesn't look like it. Yeah, it's okay. 
but those are your freebies for the week. Go grab them before they disappear into the aether. There you no. go. Yeah. I, I know I wrote this next part is all caps, but I'm, I'm not feeling the shouting at everybody this morning. <laughs> and I have people sleeping here, so just a dog and and a spouse. No news. I'm not using the Steam Deck as an excuse to buy more games. But Alex Never. is. I am. <laughs> that's that's the anti-reason to buy a Steam Deck. The whole point is that you are going catch to force up. yourself to catch up to your backlog. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And he's not he's not doing that. Okay. We'll uh, quickly swing into a break here and then see you in the backlog blog. Finger guns, finger guns, finger guns. back back with the backlog blog where we play games in search of uh you know what we're gonna punt that this week let's just uh try and rebuild with bastion this week and joel is gonna walk us through his experience with this lovely game now this is your first that you you've played uh super giant games before yes but you this is your first uh this is like the this is their classic this is what put them on the map and this is your first experience with it correct yeah this is sort of patient zero for a lot of games that they followed up with and what other developers sort of aped off of or tried to iterate on uh this is their first game isn't it i believe Uh, i did but i will double check yeah i didn't i I didn't have the wherewithal to say that 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 is true Mm. but uh it is definitely again what put them on the map. This is what made them the most prolific, right? So, so Bastion uh, came out in 2011. It is from Supergiant Games, uh, a developer that now has a high marquee and uh, high pedigree for the indie game space. It is a top-down, I guess I want to call it dungeon exploration, dungeon crawler combat game. In a way, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so you are this character with uh, sort of a wild west outfit and white hair and he uh is venturing these worlds from i forget what was the the hub world called do you remember god it's been like four years it's been a long time (laughs) but it is it is their first game that right okay right but it it, there's this there's this hub world that is the the story is basically you're trying to rebuild this world and in order to do that, you're, you're needing to find these shards. And they sort of act as upgrades that allow you to then build up different buildings that gives you options to create or upgrade abilities. Uh, you've got different weapons, uh, both melee and ranged, and special moves. And the, these things are built up by the different levels in which you actually play and collect the shards. Uh, the levels themselves that's where it goes back into the dungeon crawler type space you're walking around these areas where it's really they're patches of land more than anything i I guess maybe a closer visual anagram would be toe jam and earl like that that kind of view where everything around you sort of like empty space and then you're walking through these 
corridors and, and open areas and you're fighting off mobs of enemies as you walk through them using melee weapons uh, ranged weapons like bows or guns and things and one of the main hooks of this game is the narrator so when it comes to story beats you're not being you're not having any real dialogue your character is a mute character. He's just going through the motions of the game. You're going through levels and, and killing things. And, and there's no speaking to other characters. Everything story-wise is told through this narrator. And it is a persistent thing that happens throughout the game. Not just from a telling you story beat by story beat, but he'll also narrate what's happening in the game <laughs> while you're playing it. So you'll, you'll get to this point where you'll come across certain monsters and then he won't distract he won't talk about the monsters explicitly or give them names but he'll say something to the effect of you know these monsters or not these monsters but he you know the character walked across this area and then uh they're tougher than you expected much more eloquently than <laughs> yeah. strike being an, Joel, an evocative jump in here for a second and i'm gonna feel really stupid the hub world is bastion there you go. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. there's different areas that you upgrade in your bastion. But right, uh, right. I'm trying to think of what what some of the lines were. So if you accidentally fall off yes. uh, the side of the map, he'll go. But that's not how it actually went. Right. Yep. Right. Or or if you die, because that there are lives that you can get per level. He'll he'll say something like, "Well, he, you know, he wasn't done yet," <laughs> mm -hmm. and he gets back up and fights. But that kind of contextual narrative really adds a cool punch to the storytelling uh because it sort of helps tease into the like the things you're doing play a little bit into how your story is described and the narrator has a very cool low deep voice and kind of a grit to the way he talks that really adds to the character too and the game really does borrow wild west style like the character's actually you know look in line with that the the dialogue that's the, given is very the narrator sounds like a like an old-timey cowboy right exactly and the event you know it, it's just it's very cool in in that way and the monsters are very unique and so there are some that are kind of just mobs but there are ones where it's like a dragon style thing just sort of pops its head up and and rocks you if you're right underneath them and you'll see sort of the, a sand trail as he sort of glides along and, and tries to trace you down uh, the actual beat of the level you know that the shards act as the spaces to upgrade levels there's also separate like challenge levels where it'll just be you know kill this many monsters within this limited time using just the bow or just the sword and it's meant to be you know challenges beyond that that'll give you uh i forget what the divs to be honest it's been a long enough since but, but i played I, this game where some of the details aren't as crisp as when i played it you know so if you complete those it gives you uh, more isn't it more points to upgrade your bastion or different things to upgrade your bastion it, it probably is that because there's you know there's actually developing the bastion and then there is yeah this is a blast from the past i i love this game i love all of the super giant games but mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot I about mean, the challenges. They, they, they've earned their reputation, and, and it doesn't surprise me that this is what caused them to blow up because presentationally it's wonderful. Uh, the gameplay is tight. Uh, while at first I kind of found it unremarkable, but as you open up the different weapons and abilities, it it has that same DNA as something like Hades, which they, yeah, that's their latest release. Uh, you can see the through line from this to Hades in that you are mixing up projectiles with your melee. You can swap out different weapons both at Bastion and also mid-level. There will be options sometimes to be able to swap things out. So it gives you a very on-the-fly chance to mix things up if you feel like your current build isn't working and, and the build does matter for different levels because some some levels you will want to be up close and personal and, and other levels you'll want to be far away or there will be sentries in different sections of the map that you can't reach without a melee weapon yep. weapon so it, it it does behoove you to mix things up as you go in order to be able to beat the different areas okay so i ran through the internet again really quick um, I'm the internet machine. I'm glad that I'm not Alex. Otherwise, we would be really confused right now. Uh, not to take a pot shot at him, but it's just too easy. The challenges help to unlock upgrades for the weapons, and uh, by you know completing them, it can help you overall when it comes to the different stuff. But if you've played any of their other games, you can see where they took like bits and pieces of each of the games, and it it it's a progression it's it built up to what hades is but the the weapons uh being able to to switch them i am recalling how much fun i had with the pistols mm-hmm. in bastion but then you move on to transistor and you know that the transistor itself had upgrades and you could do a variety of different stuff with that and that eventually gets us all the way down to hades where you had to do specific things to unlock the upgrades for your your weapons from the underworld. It's, hmm. I think it's time to go back and just run through all of these again, making sure that I beat Hades the 12 times or whatever it is to get the ending. Yeah, and Hades, when it came out, got a ton of accolades. It's clearly a well-made game, beautiful world and, and great dialogue uh trees but it, and, and without bastion without transistor it doesn't happen because they have yeah. built a legacy through the course of the games right even pyre which is a completely different play style it is the conversations that occur during pyre that mm-hmm. they stole and brought over to hades to build better relationships in the first couple, there's not as many relationships, um, talking about Bastion and Transistor, but there are those dialogues, those conversations that happen, and uh, I, it's it's great to see that you dipped your toes into this one, and I hope that um, other people will too, for how old it is, 11 years old now, mm-hmm. it is still a, a I'm going to say it again, a legacy of just excellent game design, gameplay, and character uh, growth. Building building this little man with his right. cowboy outfit. Right, and if, if you don't remember... Making, making each weapon feel distinct and then making it so that they have like these different combinations and 
uh, varying varying abilities. It just yeah, the, the, they have a formula that they have finely crafted. Yeah, and if you think about it in context of when this game came out, it was sort of the still early infancy of indie games getting the bigger prominence. So it was on a it, it got uh, really big accolades for being on um, the Xbox. What like three sixty. That would have been 360, yeah, right? No, the, arcade. But what was it called? Xbox Arcade like, in, or something like that. Arcade, uh, yeah. 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 It was Xbox Arcade. Yeah. But, yeah, Pyre was my introduction to Supergiant Games, and I loved that game. I, I thought that the uh, actual matches of almost a sport game coupled with those dialogue options. and Sports ball. I mean, that's pretty much what Sports it ball. is. Like, <laughs> Yep. Uh, but, but that quality is what kept me being interested in something like Bastion. Hades sort of turned me off to it at first because I liked what I played of Hades, but I had not in it in me to play like 12 different runs of Hades to get to the ending. I think it's uh, only 10, but again, if you... Uh, we already talked about it with uh, Back to the Dawn. If I recommend that if you're going to do it, you go whole ham on it. Mm-hmm. You don't just play around with it. You just, this is your game. You got to do it. If you fall off for too long, you're going to have to shake off that ring rust. Make sure that you uh, get your your sea legs back and, man. Yeah. Is it time to play Hades again? Yeah, and I I think that's why I fell off. And and to your point, I'd I'd be back to square one if I played it again. But I I don't think I'm ready for that. I, I think... Uh, transistor needs to be nest for me before I consider transistor. Yeah, yeah, and I've yeah, I've got like, that already. I like but. transistor because there are um, more there are more ways to vary your weapons, so um, you can add multiple different pieces to your weapon to make it do different things, mm-hmm. and it completely so you can have. Um, you can have a weapon that will like explode, but then you can also have the weapon shoot a projectile, but then you can also add a secondary feature that the projectile will then shoot out more projectiles. And you uh, but so it's more about that you can just customize your 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 weapons and the, your your gameplay and how you play uh, so much more. I think that was but what the focus that on that story was, was. too. Oh my god. Alec Baldwin sounded ass. So so that's how swords has such a such a deep yeah. and heartfelt story and the music and you the son singing. of a bitch why are you doing this to me uh. i woke up this morning not even thinking about having to go back and play these games and now you're dragging me back in <laughs> so so transistors definitely more of a tinkering game it than, can be it yeah. depends on your play I, style. I, I, you could find you could just find a build and then stick with it i just loved the tinkering mm, okay all right, but yeah, I, I think that will be next on my indie game docket. I uh, my ears had perked up after playing this, and I, I sort of realized like this is the foundation for what Supergiant Games has done. And I think if I ever want to get to Hades, I need to sort of go in sequential order and get an idea of what the through line is and learn the language. It's it's, it's not dissimilar to what I've been doing with Elden Ring, which is like I'm I'm learning the language of. <laughs> how to play the game then the question is once i beat that would it make sense to go back and apply that knowledge if i were to try that again it might do you have transistor somewhere 
Yes. It, okay. it was dirt cheap, I think, on Switch for like a couple dollars at some point. So. Oh, yeah. I don't know how it'll play on the Switch. I've had, I've had mixed experiences with some of the games, so hopefully... Hopefully it plays well. Mm. I'll tell you, walking and playing Breath of the Wild definitely challenging. <laughs> yep. Multitask. I I normally multitask while I'm using the Switch. I don't like to sit and play on it. I like to get up and move around. Keeps me active. Mm. All right. So I again came in today not thinking about going back and playing all the Super Giant games, and now here we are uh moving on to our last segment and getting pissed off at joel so (laughs) all right so let's move to one last thing one last thing uh this week it's brought to you by adding a double beat to your beat list cacao that's right put a you can't say you can't say kerchow that's i said cacao okay what what (laughs) <laughs> that's the great Ka-chow. that's the great value version cacao <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not uh, whatever uh yeah i was gonna say that i finished stranger paradise and breath of the wild this last weekend this weekend i'm probably not going to be very productive uh hold on you're like burying the lead here you did not beat breath of the wild and strangers of paradise i think um this weekend i think you beat them on the same day i did uh no because one of them was after after midnight, so it doesn't count. It's just a, a double beat for the weekend. All right, uh, my one last thing. Uh, Steve has already taken the lead and reached level 40 in Tiny Tina. Uh, I need to catch up, and I don't know how quick I can. I could slow him down. We've been we've been playing some Elden Ring, or, if you would prefer. Or I, could, I could get him to play some Elden Ring. You could join us on Wonderlands. It is a lot of fun, and the D and D. Oh my God! Do you know who's in the the voice cast here? Uh, Andy Samberg, Wanda yeah, Sykes. That's all you need. Wow! Andy Samberg yep. plays the quintessential himbo, and he's just always like, "Oh yeah, you should totally do this." There's one quest where it's like, "Should we seduce everybody?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, is, this game's great. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Alex, what do you got for one last thing? As always, I have two things. One, Joel, is that a is that a Wally coffee cup you're drinking from right it now? Is. I know this is a absolutely this is an audio medium. Absolutely, fantastic. I think that was the next one I was going to watch. Uh, you haven't seen Wally? Uh, my, no, I have. Okay. Uh, just we, uh, my daughter loves Coco, and she uh, she and this again. I'm I'm just kind of watching movies with her every once in a while. Um, she gets roughly like half an hour a day or so. That is a majestic uh, coffee. This is from my coworkers. I'm the fabulous like unicorn. <laughs> um, but my uh, my daughter has now she she has repeatedly said Coco now. Oh, Coco! Mm-hmm. So she she really really enjoyed that one. There you go. Uh, so I was thinking about giving her Wally. She did not like The Incredibles. Bored on that. That doesn't. There's surprise a lot going me. on there. Um, it's it's a slow burn in the beginning. I was. It's more of an there. adult movie uh, anyway. My oldest loved Up when. Uh, he was of that age. I think the dog with the sweet voice. Oh, Doug. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh no, no. She just loved up in general. Mm-hmm. That's a good one, though. Just a lot general. of bright colors. Mm. All right. Um, my actual one last thing. <laughs> Video game homework. It's official. Coming in next week. No. 
No. <laughs> this is kind of a longer game. Uh, it's in longer game. I mean, like it's like eight hours. No, no. I mean, but, like we're announcing it next week. No, I'm announcing it now. Well, we should have a separate segment for that. Why would you use this platform, which is one last thing, as your? I. I don't, why do we do I'm this? I'm breaking the rules. Why do we do this? <laughs> I'm breaking the rules. Getty. All right, Getty. so let's Getty. transition out of one last thing so we can transition <laughs> into video game homework. Alex is about to assign who's it. You, who, now who's making all sorts of different... Breaking the rules, Getty. All right, so this is a conversation we have to have before we jump into it. Nope. All right. It's a surprise. Getty, Getty, Getty. Hey, Getty. Hey, Getty. We're playing Outer Wilds. We're playing Outer Wilds, and you're buying everybody a copy of this game, right? Absolutely not. It's very cheap. It's on Xbox Game Pass. It's very cheap. Yep. What if I don't want to play it on Game Pass? Then you got to buy... Uh, I Did we get it for PlayStation the Plus? Outer Worlds. Mm. Okay. Downloading no, no, the no. Outer Worlds right now. <laughs> That's a whole other game. Not the same game. Came out the same time. Not the same game. Not, not the same game. What? Why would they name them the same thing? Uh, separate games, separate companies. They can name whatever they want. All right. That'll be a future uh, long time. I would say probably like another five weeks or so. Maybe five longer. weeks. It's fine. I feel like that's... Because I want you guys to just sit back and enjoy it and uh, see how wild that game Next gets. Next week. Uh, okay. And, and, and contrary to uh all the other video game homework i have not beaten this one okay so no one on the podcast has beaten this game nope turns out that joel has nope <laughs> no, but now the goal is it's not to play a couple hours i want everybody to beat it uh but you said it's only eight hours. are you talking about mainlining the story then there's no side content i feel like that's not true i could definitely find side content let me put it this way: You, there is, there are ways to meander, and, and sort of wander in this game. Yes, for sure. Oh, Octopath, Outer Wilds, found it. All right, installing. All right, Joel, hit me with your one last thing. So I've been playing Game of the Year 2022 for a bit. Uh, Elden Ring. <laughs> Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> and I am, jokes aside, I am enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, this week I learned that you can uncover pieces of map. And nice. I've been playing it for like 10 hours <laughs> and, and didn't realize that until somebody informed me that was the case. So I was just... The, the map itself is just dark, empty space as you uncover it originally just by running around and then you get the points of grace, which are the save points or like upgrade points. So I had like all these icons on, but it, I was just sort of wandering. Then somebody told me like, oh yeah, there's these sections areas where there's a marker where it'll give you like the detailed map so now i might actually be able to know what i'm doing when i explore and and uh the other part you have to understand is that there are like the map does give you information you just don't know what it means mm -hmm. so if you see a tunnel on the map a small tiny like you zoom in and it sees a little bit of a tunnel or like a hole like a little hole that means there's a mine or something like hmm. that hmm hmm and that's where you get like upgrade crafting material for your weapons. Also, Getty, oh, upgrade Getty, material. Getty threatened to play buy this game just to beat it quicker than me, which is like no, no, not I, a fair flex. I threatened to buy it to beat it faster than Alex, who's had mm. it the longest, and uh, keeps saying that he's halfway done. 
every time no, I talk no, no, no. I uh, I didn't keep saying it. <laughs> uh, I'm 45 hours in, and then um, I've been talking, hanging out with the gaming fix people because we're all we were all playing it. And uh, Andre's the one. He's like, "Yeah, you're about a little bit more than halfway." I'm like, oh, "Okay." Yeah, but didn't you say that you were like gonna re-roll your character because you were doing it all wrong? Or no, I said I'm, I said I might play a second character once I beat the game because magic is op- like it's super like in these games magic is like easy mode, but this isn't that um, magic in those games you have like six spells, and in this game. Uh, weapons have their own special spells and there's like dozens and dozens of spells and there's different different types of magic and there's different ty- there's just so much there that uh, it just seems very fun okay maybe I'll play this someday game of the year 2022 Elden Ring it reminds me more of the D&D classes of spells uh, being oh okay a, you know, can you list all of those versus- off for me right now uh, not all of the ones that they have continued to create. <laughs> oh, there's only nine schools of magic, so it, it's not a problem. Go ahead and list them. Uh, there is a sorcerer. Uh, that, that's a there class, is. sir. Okay, we're, <laughs> we are done here. Cleric. Thank you. Thank you for that. Paladin. Yours, I said, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> we're going World of Warcraft here. <laughs> okay. Thaumaturgy. No, that's a spell, sir. Okay. Uh, and that'll be it for... Incantation or... <laughs> That'll be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where Joel is back. By the time you have listened to this, I <laughs> have probably started Kirby in the Forgotten City. That's the subtitle. Forgotten Lands. Close enough. Lands. Uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> probably start streaming that uh, two days ago on Saturday. I, uh... Ooh. I, I would love to have a functioning bathroom. That'd be great. <laughs> right now. It's not too late to go back to contractor school with your kids. Hmm. You know what? Uh, by the time they get done, they might be ready to f- finish the job for me. See? So. Yeah. Contractors aren't cheap either, so I feel you, man. <laughs> um, I'm going to I'm gonna get back into streaming. I had something come a uh, family thing come up this, this last week, but I'm going to be back into streaming. Uh, and then I'm going to start trying some tunic. Which days are you tunicking? Monday. Monday. All right. Sounds sounds exotic. Sounds spicy. Let's hope for the best with Alex and his tunic adventures. And Joel and his Kirby adventures. All right. If you would like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is mail at superggradio.com. And provide us a review on iTunes or the It's Too Damn Early for This of your choice. Thanks for listening. GG Alex. GG Getty. GG Joel. Good name. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>